Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to World Spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions with your host, Reverend Paul John Roach. So, hello and welcome to World Spirituality on the Unity Online Radio Network. Yes, I'm your host, Paul John Roach, and I'm coming to you from Fort Worth in Texas, down in the heart, right in the heart of Texas. Today, uh, we turn our focus to the spirituality of Peru. Um, the people of the Andes have um, retained their traditional insights and understanding of the divine, especially in the high Andes, um, in spite of centuries of colonialism and then co- post-colonial rule, which can be in some ways as oppressive. Um, Authors Vera Lopez and um, Linda Starwolf have journeyed to this region many times, forging connections and deepening their spirituality. And their book, Shamanic Mysteries of Peru, the uh, heart wisdom, I love that, the heart wisdom of the high Andes is the subject of our discussion today. Linda Starwolf is the founding director and president of Venus Rising Association of Transformation and uh, also Venus Rising University. She's the creator of the shamanic breathwork process and holds countless workshops and other processes around the world. But joining me today is the other co-author, Vera Lopez. She's the founder of the travel agency, Spirits of the Earth, which specializes in journeys to sacred sites. She's also a shamanic minister, a priestess and teacher, and of course, author. So it's a pleasure to welcome Vera to today's show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. You know, there's a fascination with Peru, isn't there, in the minds of uh, a lot of people in the West and in America. Um, And I know that's been going on for for quite a while now. I guess since uh, Hiram Bingham uh, discovered Machu Picchu, right, at the the early years of the century, Uh, but especially since the the hippie era, it seems that um, Cusco and Machu Picchu and those other areas uh, have become a focus of attention for a lot of people. You know, people go to the Himalayas, to Tibet and whatever, uh, but they also want to go to Peru because there's that distinct spiritual energy. You agree with that, I'm sure. Absolutely, Reverend Paul. Uh, You know, what I have noticed, I start journey uh, in the Andes in um, later 1989. So it's like 32 years. And 
What I have noticed throughout these years is that the spiritual call, the energies keep calling different groups. And in the beginning, you know, I was very privileged that there was many of my groups that we was pretty much alone in Machu Picchu, you know, us and maybe a few other people. And as the year went by and uh, the calling got louder and louder because, of course, it was a time for a great awakening. And so today there are thousands of people that goes to the end. And uh, some people dislike that, but I go with the flow understanding that that is not a privilege of few that most of people really um, deserve the what happened when you are in that space because it truly is a powerful vortex of energy that holds this special frequency that activates our own and, and puts us into a space where we get in touch with things that otherwise it's not available. You know, we know that places have its own vibration and Peru it is a very, very powerful old ancient land and a very powerful center of the energy on the planet Earth. And because of the serpent of light that is a, a deep awakening throughout the Andes Mountains, uh, it was one time in the Himalayas, and that's why so many people was being draw to the, the energies of the Himalaya, but was an era also where the masculine energy was really in charge of our uh, development and evolution. And when the shift occurred, the serpent of the, the, the light serpent started to move and she land on the uh, in these mountains, the call got very loud and thousands of people felt that thing in their heart uh, of course, that you, you don't explain this is spiritual cause because it's just that deep knowing that say, I have to go there. I don't know why, but I just have to go there. And the people that listen and follow that call end up there and receiving the amazing blessings and initiations and attunements that is available just by being there, you know. The interesting thing, of course, is that... Um... You know, traditionally, the, the peoples of Asia and, and Tibet and the, the, those areas, you know, uh, moved across the top of the world, right? Across the Bering Sea and through Alaska, down through the Americas and, and down into Peru. So there's a, there's a resonance there, right? There's a, a connection between the people of Tibet, even though it seems to be so far away. Really, they're, they're, they're of the same ancestry in some regard, right? So that they carry the same vibration in a way. And I always, always thought that was interesting. And I think yes. it's true for Native Americans, you know, in, um, in the U.S. and Canada as well. You know, the First Peoples also have that, uh, that ancestry. So there are many, many highly spiritual folks. I mean, I'm thinking about the Hopi also in Arizona and... and um, and and the nation that you you were interested in is the they they were unknown I think weren't they pretty much or they were forgotten until the sixties fifties or sixties and yeah. uh, came down out of the mountains and um, tell us about them because they they are and by the way if you if you get the book folks there's beautiful pictures in it and it shows the um, 
amazing costumes of um, of, of this of this culture. Again, and I found the re- I find the resonance to Tibetan colors quite startling because the clothes are almost uh, identical in some ways, which you know yes. gives me chills. Um, but yes. tell us about that particular um, nation. Yes, the Quechua nation. You know, uh, it's uh, like you said, the connection, the spiritual connection is there and what you, you support here on um, your teachings, the unity, right? That we are all connected. There is this tapestry where we are one. And all, of course, that in the past with no distraction whatsoever, that everybody does not matter where they were, they was... Uh, deeply connected to the tapestry, to the oneness, and the intuition was very high. And so, yes, the people from Tibet and the people from the Andes Mountains was receiving, downloading the same spiritual guidance. And because they was deeply developed, they was listening and they was following. And so uh, when you go and you see the constructions of all the ancient people, uh, they are very similar in, in their sacred geography and geometry. The, and, and the tapestry, the tapestry speaks is a language where they, they really live their the history of their family, the history of their tribe, their uh, secret hidden teachings. So in Peru, we didn't have a written language, but all the the families is still the Quechua. They can get the tapestry and completely interpret you to you what is in it. And the colors, they are very vibrant because it's, nature, you know, the color of Mother Earth and all the fruits and, and, and vegetables, and they bring that nature color into their uh, tapestry and their beautiful expression in art. And the Quechua living in the high mountains was really like a, a pure beings because they was like, uh, first of all, I would say that they was outer most of the time because of the high elevation, the lack of oxygen. You almost feel like you are always in tune with uh, the higher realms of wisdom. And and uh, we have experienced this so many times. I always tell my groups that when we get into Cusco, a lot of people think that, oh, I'm having some altitude um symptoms and it's true you can have some altitude symptoms but i have also noticed that when you go to other areas where there is altitude the symptoms not necessarily be the same when you are in cusco you truly are in another planet it is a different different force a different vortex and the quechua's living so high if higher than Cusco for so long, they was the ones keeping, they was the keeper of this medicine. They was keeping the medicine that uh, the ancient ones used, taught them, and was passing through generation. So they, uh, they are still living like, uh, you know, the ancient ones used to live. They are very deeply connected to the earth. They are very deeply connected to the deities or and in, in all the ways that the earth expressed through a water, to the rivers, through the mountains, through uh, uh, the animals. And 
that unit again the union they don't have separation for them we are family and um and also they are deeply connected to what is above because the the pleiades and uh, all other other constellations are very you know serious and all these uh, different uh, cosmic dimensions are very important because they download it they keep themselves very pure so they can um, be in touch and continue receiving guidance from the star people where they believe they come from you know it's their family that is still guiding them today now some people say you know they interpret that literally and um and i think people like eric von daniken or whatever who've written these uh you know uh, ex- sensationalist books or made sensationalist films you know that we're that we're uh, children of the aliens and all that um and uh, you know that may or may not be true we don't know but um I think more profound than that is, you know, when you say connected to the stars, you know, we're talking spiritually, aren't we? We're talking, uh, we are children of the universe. We are star stuff, you know, as Carl Sagan said. And um, and so it's it's that deep connection to our own being and, and the beingness of the universe that we're talking about, not necessarily looking for some kind of uh, space alien, you know, that's, cre- that's uh, come down to Earth. No, I'm, I'm not saying that that couldn't exist, but I think it's um, it, it's it's less beautiful than the idea that we are deeply connected in a spiritual and physical sense to the whole universe. Yes, yes, absolutely. And with that said, it is true that a universe the way it is, not one, but multi universes, we cannot be the only you know, uh, empowered, intelligent uh, beings. So the the Andes people do believe on their star brothers. And it's not that they are looking for them to come down here in a UFO, in a spaceship. No, they, I don't think they even need that kind of experience to understand that we are one, we are evolved in different places. and, and And that the... Through this deep connection, we are exchanging because, if, like we said before, if we was in the Andes and a group was in the Tibet and they was guided and and expressing spirituality, living uh, the same way, why not um, us being on Earth and a group would be in Oreo on in Sirius or on the Pleiades also be receiving and exchanging um high intelligent you know insights i believe right. that is it is yeah that is obvious to me it's it's a, a it's very well sensed it's not something that is uh, utopia or no if we are intelligent we have to go high to think we can exchange that because we have a lot of proofs in our dimension that we can exchange um thoughts and, and ideas through telepathy, the intuition, send waves where other people receive that. Nowadays, science is studied this. And, and so we know it's possible between us. And so it can, has to be possible between uh, earth people and star people, you know. Well, it's interesting in uh, in Hindu temples, for instance, there's uh, always statues that represent the uh, 
the planets, you know, and the influence of the planets. But there, there's also a connection to the Pleiades as well and, and a lot of uh, Hindu mythology and spirituality. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's not just uh, in Peru or whatever. The, the, around the world, there's there's those uh, those connections, which is quite interesting and uh, make of it what you will. One question I had for you, Vera, was um, I loved it in the book where you said that uh, Quechua, the language, is a, is a little different because um, each uh, word or pictogram or whatever has uh, a multitude of meanings. It, it, you know, just the one word uh, can convey a whole lot to a person of that culture, right? Whereas um, we have many, many words in, in English, for instance, but uh, maybe they don't have the... Um, the deep resonance that a word might have in that language. And I, and I thought that was interesting too. So there's a whole, a sort of a whole image or worldview that arises from a particular word, right? So it's become a very spiritual thing in that regard. Absolutely. It, it is, uh, uh, it's interesting because, of course, if a Native American, a Native um, Peru is speaking in Quechua and uh, someone is translating to English or even Spanish, uh, it feels like they spoke three words and we have like, you know, half an hour of translation and we say, what is going on here? Well, it's because yeah. it means so much. Let's like say, you know, the, 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 there is a word that is very important that we call and we speak about it in the book called Aini. And, and Aini is a profound concept because the word holds ideas, hold concepts and, and deep meaning. So the Aini, if uh, they say between themselves Aini, they know what that means. Uh, good Aini, thank you, it's, a, you know, it's, it's my Aini to you. Uh, but if we would have to translate it and explain that in our culture, then we have to offer the concept of Aini being a law, a law of reciprocity, and the origin was uh, comes from the time where they was uh, very aware that um, we are here to grow in community and, and support and help one another because today... It, it, it is you perhaps is the one that is in the position of receiving and then tomorrow I am in that position and you are in the position of giving. So the Aini is that law that circulates good and that um, we ought today support you and our Aini and tomorrow you are supporting us and then together we are always growing you know, imagine that in the high end is these mountains, the, 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 the area where they had to they live through their crops and was very difficult to uh, work the land. And a family that is isolated in, in the middle of nowhere to be able to work the land by themselves would be almost impossible to have anything to eat. So by living in this law, the law of Aini, all the little houses that was coming from sometimes two hours away, all those families was coming to your house, to your land. And, and in good Aini, 
help you to work your land and plant what you're, you have to plant. And then tomorrow, you and the rest would go to someone else. And then you would be doing that movement throughout, you know, everyone in the region. And then in the end of a season, everyone had a crop and everyone could then exchange uh, you know, uh, uh, the food, a quinoa with a corn, with a potato. So it's a law that sustain because there is cooperation, there is support, is of right. giving and receiving in the same time. So this is, that's a word that is very powerful. And But I had to explain uh, to the people that come to Peru so they can understand and actually walk. During the time we are there, we learn how to walk in Aini with the earth, in Aini with the people. We are in Aini with life, you know, the law of reciprocity. And then there is the word of Munai, for example, that we, we can say love. And of course, we know what love is. But Munai goes so much deeper because uh, Munai enters the, the energy of truly being unconditional. It's not just, I love you. I just met you and in five minutes, I love you. No, it goes deeper because it goes to a love that really expecting nothing in return and is pure giving. And it, it, it's just a deep understanding of the vibration, of the frequency of one uh, carries one is in that state of love. And so are so many other words, you know, stars and and and. And when you talk about Pachamama, the Pachamama is a word that is say Mother Earth. But when they say the Pachamama, they will really connect it to the divine feminine energy. So it it's a speak the word and deeply connecting to what that is. It, it, it's a, right. it sounds like a mantra. Quechua is beautiful. It sounds like a mantra. Yeah, you know, languages like Sanskrit or Arabic, you know, have meanings that are connecting to a deeper reality, right? Whereas uh, so often we use words in a very superficial way and, and we've lost touch with um, the importance of uh, the, the, the depth of, of, a, of a language, right? And uh, I think this is why we need poets and and artists and, and songwriters, you know, to connect us once again to the the power of the word, right? Which is more than just um, its literal meaning. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask, uh, it, you know, in terms of the this idea of reciprocity, sounds a lot like the unity's third principle, and also sounds a lot like the the idea of karma. You know, in the in the in the deep sense of karma being. Um, uh, reciprocal or generous action towards another person, right? Loving kindness, and yes. uh, it's a beautiful thing when you when you can do that. Um, I was reading a, an anthropological um, essay yesterday about um, some peoples in Africa, and uh, the, the 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 group that's working around the world is uh, I, I can't remember the exact name, but it's the Human Generosity Project. It's it's. Uh, examining various cultures and finding that most cultures, it, it, unless they're stressed, right, unless they're going through difficult times, want to support each other. They are generous. And uh, just as what you described there in Peru, uh, that it's natural to the human being to want to support each other. Right? And I see, we see this even in America, where 
if there's an accident, you know, people rush to help. And, um, the, the, you know, there's always a, a caring response because oftentimes we're filled with bad news and we're, you know, of all the, the horrible things that people do to each other. But really, that that's an aberrational, I think. The, the, the majority of us want to help, right? W want to come together in this beautiful way. Absolutely. And I feel that more than ever, the word Aini is needed for uh, to bring us together, you know, because there yes. has there has had the wave of division, and and I believe the division uh, uh, take place and um, take over because we are away from the law, from this natural law of Aini. Because if we are all the time in cooperation, knowing that. Um, we didn't came here to succeed and to evolve alone, but doing with one another and that we are super important to one another, that being together is, is where uh, we can really create it and make a difference. Um, then I believe that we're going to heal whatever is happening is, as far as division um, and, and just let forgiveness and understanding and acceptance above all to unite us again. Because like you said, if there is something really uh, a tragedy, then we, we need to forget our differences and just step into our spiritual and our humanity at the same time and offer what we have the, the most precious that is our heart to one another, you know, and just get into the law of Aini with a lot of Munai. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, we're getting towards the break, but I want to set up our second segment by talking about trinities. Oh, I, I studied this quite a bit. There's, there's um, so many trinities around the world, you know. It seems like the universe is created through the trinity or the triangle, which then develops into a spiral and, and so on. From the DNA structure of the double helix through, you know, various spiritual understandings. And I noticed the same thing with this tradition. Um, you know, you have the three worlds and then you have the three initiations. Um, and again, it links in with Unity's idea of um, you know, body, uh, soul, and spirit, if you like. There's another trinity. And and so when we come back uh, from the break, let's talk about that, because I love the idea that these worlds are linked also with animals, right? So we, we have the right. serpent energy, the puma, puma energy, and then the condor energy. And, and I think that's very fascinating. And we talk about spirit animals, uh, and so we'll find out more about that. I'm with Vera Lopez, talking about Shamanic Mysteries of Peru. Join us again after the break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. We now return to World Spirituality with Reverend Paul John Roach. So welcome back to the second half of our show today. I'm with Vera Lopez. She's the co-author 
of a wonderful book called Shamanic Mysteries of Peru, The Heart Wisdom of the High Andes. And before the break, we were talking about the fact that trinities or triangles seem to show up so so many ways in everyday life, but also in spirituality. And they, they provide deep meaning to, to our lives. And there's all kinds of things. You can look psychologically at uh, the subconscious, the conscious, and the superconscious. Or you can look at body, mind, or body, soul, and spirit. Um, so many ways to see our, our being here. And uh, the three worlds uh, of the shamanic teachings of Peru resonate with me because they are, they're both spiritual and physical at the same time, right, Vera? Because they're linked to the earth. You know, they have, they have their spirit animals, but they're, they're also about uh, states of consciousness. So tell us a little bit about those three, three worlds. Uh, you, 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 you know it. It's absolutely what you said. You know, these three different powerful uh, consciousness that we speak about, the self-consciousness, the unconsciousness, the super-consciousness is the same. And the trilogy that is present uh, in our lives, uh, the triangle, the importance of the triangle in different civilizations, I believe it represented this. And in the end is... Um, you know, we have, say, in, in the Hindu, we have the chakras, the seven, the main seven. We have that in the Indies as well. But um, primarily, they work with these three forces in our body. That is also, uh, they look in nature for what they call, you know, the totem or the animal power. But it's like a medicine because... If we are uh, in the understanding that we are connected, that, that everything has uh, a lesson to teach us and a medicine to offer, we can do this to one another. And also you're going to, we're going to find in nature, in all the, the kingdoms, we're going to find a special medicine for our physical body. Uh, the animals provide us the same. So it's interesting because when we talk about grounding and we talk about you know, self-consciousness, we talk about being very present here in this dimension, we're going to be talking about the snake because the snake, you know, she's very close to the earth. She's going to teach us, the hair medicine is to teach us, first of all, how to uh, grow through our life experiences and when something is complete, how she is wisely to let go instead of carrying that with her just, just, just let go and shed and she's a, a teacher to teach us her presence will uh, guide us to say it's time you already use it it's no longer serve you leave it behind she represents wisdom and knowledge in many different traditions she also represented that because she you know by her movement uh, it is. It comes from like from below to above, and it's like an opening and an awakening of the um, the super consciousness. So she also represented that inner wisdom. She in and um, it's so, and she is what we call the ukupacha. The ukupacha is the dimension, the underground. Is that dimension that you, if you look into the earth, is the dimension of the shadows, is, is, is where you have to go deep within to take 
uh, nutrition to take a source of uh, vitality. If you go uh, in, if we talk about our own ukupacha, then we have to go deep into our hearts to get really what is there to sustain and guide us. So the ukupacha is the dark. Uh, is space within us and then within the earth, but that carries a lot of wisdom. And, and, and then we go to the other dimension that is uh, the, the dimension of the living, right? Our dimension. And that is beautiful, beautiful represented by the medicine of the Puma, you know, Kaipacha, this dimension that is the living beings, the word of living. And in the 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 Puma it, it represents patience and represents strength. It, it are qualities that we must um, um, develop in our own in order to move with walk with beauty upon the earth and, and on our own lives. And and it's interesting because you know the Puma knows the moment of stay still and know the moment of move forward so it uses intelligence it uses wisdom to know what time to be passive what time to be uh, in action and so it's a great powerful uh, medicine that you have and then we enter you know the uh, hanapacha that is the dimension that is uh, above us, is that dimension where we bring, we talk about the cosmic uh, uh, wisdom and cosmic presence before, and we know that it's there. We know all these stars and these constellations and these planets are above us, and we have to be influenced by it if we believe in the unity of all. And the condor, because it's the bird that flies the highest, it represents this medicine. And when we connected with the condor, we are evoking this power of going from these dimensions, that is Ukupacha and Kaimpacha, to go to Hanapacha, uh, where we can not only send our prayers, our wishes, but also we can download it. So that would be the super consciousness, right? Where we go to that source of all. The condor represented that source of all. And and um, I loved, I love, of course, the trilogy in. Um, and how we can meditate it and how we can stay in these different dimensions and let uh, inform us what is in this moment, you know, that will benefit me the most. It's to be in my ukupacha, it's to be present here in kaipacha, or it's just to go deeper, my super consciousness, and clear everything and bring down the wisdom from there. It's, it's, uh, I love I love to work with and it's very practical because we can do this every day and in, during the day we can move um, our needs and use this medicine in different uh, you know in different situations this is and very I want to point, yeah and I want to point out to our listeners too that the book includes a number of guided meditations on on these uh, worlds and initiations and other things in the book. So um, it's not just talking about it. Uh, the, uh, Vera and Linda will guide you 
uh, through a beautiful meditation as well to get in touch with the, the forces and energies we, we've just been talking about. So in in the sort of correspondence to the the three worlds, then there's also the three initiations, right, which kind of guide us through those same uh, sequences almost, right? Absolutely, because again, you know, the the deep meaning in life, um, and, and the Indian people believe and and practice uh, energy, energy work, and medicine through energy, and they knew that we had this vortex, these power places within us, in our physical and emotional and spiritual body. And there was this, this uh, because they didn't have language, I believe, they went very deep into um, caring this tradition through practicing uh, and teaching, you know, by living. And, and so uh, the transmission of power for them became something very important because um, to sit with one generation with the other, the one that is coming, because the one that is the elders knew, okay, it's my time to leave this planet is coming, is approaching. How am I going to uh, leave behind all the wisdom that I have accumulated and practice and, and all the blessings I have been receiving, downloading. So they believe in the transmission of power because they have been receiving from generation throughout generation. It's a lineage. It's like of you when you get a, a transmission of power from one of the Indies people, it's almost like, my God, you are being downloaded. Oh, the ones behind that one because it, the gift was uh, energetically, but as you know, this is also through their DNA goes uh, in that lineage. And, and what we call this transmission of powers is carpi. The carpi is the, is the uh, ceremony or the action of transmitting that power. And we have what we, one of them, one of one of these rites of passage called Liankai Karpai. You know, it's it's, it's uh, they each Karpai goes into these different levels of consciousness within our spiritual and you know emotional and physical being, activating uh, what that level of consciousness represent and and how it can support us and. Um, it is a, it's a spiritual awakening. And, and Liankai, for example, is like, it's translating Liankai, the word Liankai, is talking about service, is the giving. But it's also your connection to the universe and to source and how you're going to be um, uh, living from a bigger picture uh, where you are, but also in union with all the field of life. And so when they are transmitting us these lessons of, of Liankai, is talking about we are the creator, we are one, we are connected in every single level. Um, and, and then you have to stay in a period of your journey um, practicing Liankai, practicing this deep connection to uh, everything and everyone. Uh, and once you move through that and you feel that you you have done enough practice in that frequency, then you move into the Munai Karpai, that is again, is the 
activation of your heart space, you know, where you, you're going to be connecting to the heart wisdom, activating um, the ancient knowledge that we carry, not only through lifetimes, but through the DNA of humanity and the ancient wisdom that have been left behind for us in so many different levels. And so we have this big awakening in the heart. And, uh, and then once in, in, in when you are there, you are also understanding and activating the seed of Aini, that is this cosmic uh, law of reciprocity and allowing us to be in the giving and receiving uh, constantly in life. And then we move, you know, into this next level that is the Karpai Yachai. And, in, and that's the, the Yachai means wisdom. And that's when you really activated the, the above and that always well that we are in deep trust because we are guided by the superconscious and is the divine, you know, the creator, the force of all. And, uh, and that, uh, that initiation is a very powerful also activation of our third eye because allow us to see the invisible force and the invisible dimensions. And again, you stay for a while into in the practice of Yang Chai. And it, it, it's interesting because sometimes uh, someone can hear all of these and think, oh, this is interesting. But uh, I invite uh, your listeners to consider that the ancient ones had deep wisdom to offer to us today. That we can bring this ancient wisdom in our life today and connect it to our true self, our true purpose, um, because we are here for something bigger than we, you know, that we are, I believe, practicing, and 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 they are um, a gift to us because, they, especially in my in my opinion, especially the Indian people, because they have been. Uh, this high mountain spring and connecting to the earth and to the sky for so long, almost like holding the space for the whole planet to move through evolution and not to lose its purity. Because, you know, if we imagine an ocean, like I was born in Sao Paulo city, it's an ocean of stones because it's a, one of the largest cities on the planet. And and the connection with nature there is so low. It's, it's a lack. People are in traffic and pressure and, 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 and stress and irritation and survival. And that is not supporting. There is no support there for us to be in touch with this uh, important aspect of us. So we can really have a life journey that we connect to our purpose and why we are here. And these people, in the end, is, they, are, they are holding the energy for us not to lose it. So it does not matter where we are. We can connect it to that. We can bring sacred to whatever space. And, and I believe in these initiations, when one has the opportunity to personally go there, of course, it's always the best. But when not, what you said, the book, we wrote this book to really bring these sacred teachings and these sacred initiations to people does not matter where they are. If they, they never go to the end, I believe we can connect it to the gifts of these ancient people and receive it you know, through, through the, the intention. So the right, very good. 
you know, another correspondence when you were talking about the, those three levels of initiation. Again, it reminded me of the Holy Trinity because uh, the first one, life, you know, is is really connecting to the Holy Spirit, which is the the, the executive power of, of consciousness. The second one, the heart, you know, the love aspect is uh, is the Son, is Jesus, and and then the uh, the wisdom is the is the Father or the Father Mother God, and mm-hmm. uh, so the, all all three need to be connected together for us to live, you know, a fully functioning life, right? And this is not just about, oh, that's a nice philosophical idea about the Trinity. Like you said, it's eminently practical because unless you're really um, connected to these things, you're not really fulfilling your your potential, right, as a human being on this planet because our our, uh, possibilities are endless here. And we spend so much time worrying about things that aren't that important, really, you know, and forget that, we're we're about our father's business. We're about spirit's business on this on this planet, and and these are ways to connect to that, aren't they? Amen. It is it, indeed it is. We have many roads to get there, but I believe that not only the Peruvian culture, but you know the ancient cultures throughout the planet had uh, uh, developed that and left uh, for us as gifts. And, and we can, what, whatever feels uh, that you have an attraction to go for, but with uh, great honor and great respect, because these uh, were being that um, developed that not because they didn't put any effort. It's just because there was a time in life where there was no distractions. They was much more in touch with their purpose, their sacred purpose. We, because of the way we have been living, we are not so connected to that, but they and their their teachings help us to reconnect it. And what is, you know, what is life without our sacred purpose? Uh, one, day, one day in the journey, we will realize that we were not born to get out, make money, buy a house, and survive here and there with luxury or not. But that's not why we are here. And we can have all of that, but without the sacred purpose and this deep uh, soul fulfillment, I, it's, 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 not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. The divine within us is too big for us to ignore. So um, let's, uh, let's talk about a, a couple of uh, more controversial things that people seem to be attracted to recently. Um, you know, the use of uh, psychotropic uh, or ethogenic drugs, you know, like uh, ayahuasca or San Pedro or whatever. Uh, do you think there's, uh, you know, what's the good and bad sides of those, those things? Okay, I personally don't see any bad side if it's done in a ceremony with a medicinal person, okay? It's, um, it's, right. it's, 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 it's as simple as that. If you are connecting, uh, if, we, if, we, if you come from the point that everything is sacred and there is a medicine, it's like, you know, you, have, you eat an apple because an apple has X amount of uh, fibers and, and, and vitamins and minerals. Well, the same is in the, uh, the flower. There is the bar remedies. The flower carries frequency that is very uh, healing to the human body and our, our emotional body. Well, there are plants 
especially in the Indies, because the Indies is so rich. When you talk about the Amazon, oh my God, there is so many medicine there available to us. And ayahuasca is a, is, is a divine feminine energy for us. It's considered a mother, the mother ayahuasca. And it's a spirit that comes through this, uh, this plant medicine and teaches a lesson. And I have to tell you, uh, to me, it's not about going in. It's not a drug. You, cannot, you, you are not going to be addicted to ayahuasca because ayahuasca is a tough teacher and is going to teach you a few lessons. Nobody stay uh, <laughs> um, dependent on it or, or right. addicted yeah. to it because it's a very intensive experience that provides some amazing, it's a kick in the butt. It's an awakening that if you are not centered in your heart, it can be tough. But it's right. a tough love, tough love. Now you have the São Pedro, it's a cactus, like the peyote for the Native Americans. It's a, it's a male teacher uh, that is interesting enough, uh, very kind, very gentle. It goes straight to the heart and open the portals of your heart. And uh, guy, the, the, the São Pedro journey is a very, very kind, more, more sweet. The ayahuasca, the ayahuasca is a teacher that teaches during the night and the São Pedro is during the day. Their frequencies are very different, but both lessons are extremely valid. And I don't believe that there is any way a person can become addicted. That for it's not a drug, it's not something that you're going to be dependent on because right. it's experiential. And well, of course, it must be done. In my opinion, you have to do this with someone that, you know, it's like if you go to a church to receive initiation of a ministry, someone that have educated themselves, that have gone through a lot of uh, uh, studies to be able to, you know, deliver what they are delivering. You as a right. minister knows that. So the minister of that medicine knows how to even maneuver the spirit and help you to have your own beautiful sacred experience nowadays people are uh, misusing this power a lot so i do not recommend that anyone to try this ayahuasca or san pedro that is being uh, delivered in groups secret groups here and there because that's not the way to experience native medicine native right. medicine must be uh, with a minister of that medicine in the land where that medicine comes from Right, that makes that makes perfect sense. Thank you, thank you for clarifying that. Um, I can't believe it. We're almost at the end of the show. There's so much more to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, let me tell everybody about next week's show, and then we'll have a couple of minutes left. And I want to talk about a beautiful uh, phrase that I love, which is one of the titles of your chapter: "Opening the Mesa of Our Hearts." So, um, tell us a little bit about that in a, in a second. Let me tell everybody about next week. Uh, next week, editor, critic, professor, translator, and award-winning poet H.L. Hicks is going to join me to discuss his new gospel according to H.L. Hicks. It's a new telling of the gospel of Jesus using multiple sources. And that sounds fascinating. I've dipped into it already, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful show also. So join me then. So, Vera, let's talk about that lovely line. It's very poetic. Opening the mesa of our hearts. And mesa is the at the table, but it's also the mountain, isn't it? In um, you know, we, we're familiar with those in the in the west of uh, America, mesas. 
but uh, I love that idea of opening the uh, the, the heart table, op opening space, op opening this, or being open, right, to receive all the beauty that is around us. And also, uh, Reverend Paul, is to give your sacred medicine, because mesa uh -huh. is also a word for altar, your altar where you place your sacred tools, your sacred medicine. And when you open the mesa of your heart, you are offering your altar to, to give to others what you believe is your medicine? What is that you no, care? I love Where that are your idea. Gifts? What, are you, what is your treasure? What is that you have nurtured with so much love that you can offer? Open your heart, open your mesa, and, and give. Because I love that. Yeah. We know that is in giving that we receive, right? It's the love Aini. That wonderful resonance with last week's show because. Uh, the person talked a lot about openness, and uh, it's the same idea, being an open-hearted person, and then you become very compassionate to others, right? In, and and in, in return, you, re you receive, because like you were saying earlier, that law of reciprocity. So um, these are all beautiful ideas. If you, if you have one thing to tell our listeners today that will help them for this week going ahead, what would it be? would be to um, to meditate why why they are listening to this today why this message came to them what is in the message of our conversation today that they can breathe in and um, and allow it to give them a special gift an invitation for this week what is do they have to connect it with one of these powerful animals that is a medicine to them? Do they have to be in one of their different consciousness to receive a guidance? Is to be in the trilogy of the 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 um, uh, divine presence? Thank you so much, Vera, for a wonderful show. Appreciate it very much. A pleasure. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash IMDivine2022. 